You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Coleman Power Organic Fitness Podcast. I'm here with my latest guest, Anne Maher, the Managing Director of the Urban Co-op in Limerick here. And say hello to the listeners. How are you? How are you all? So I suppose I just want to tell the listeners, the viewers here of the video, exactly what goes on here and just give yourself maybe an elevator pitch. An elevator pitch? Well, look. Coleman, you're very uh, welcome to the Urban Co-op here in Limerick. It's a beautiful sunny day. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Urban Co-op is actually, it's a grocery, an organic grocery and wellness hub, which was set up in 2013. With the intention of it becoming a cooperative, an urban cooperative. Uh, the idea of it at the time was to create some type of enterprise that provided employment. And at the time it was set up, set up in 2013, Limerick at the time was very devastated following the departure of Dell, the big multinational employer. Well, over 2,000 people lost their jobs. There's a lot of periphery jobs that were lost as a result. And it had huge reverberations for the city, people rethinking the way life should be. So a group of people in an organization called Manhattan West decided, well, actually, we should start something from the ground again. So what actually happened was a group of people decided, let's start a buying club, and they decided to use food and uh, using something that people needed. Craving and consumed uh, every day that they consumed every day. So, the idea of developing something like that, wholesome, affordable food, um, took off. Now, where we're positioned here in Limerick, obviously, it was close to Club Jordan Eco Village as well. It was influenced by people who had connections with this new concept. So, the Eco Village kind of had that organic thinking at the time as well. So, it sort of started with that in mind. So one hour a week, then the idea that you, you emailed in uh, an Excel spreadsheet of your, your list of products, and they were put together for you, and you came and collected them. So over one hour a week, and then all the membership started to grow from there. And one of the members at the time had a premises, so it came, they, they operated from that premises in Monterey Street. So there was a lot of interest in it at the time as a, as a business and Limerick Regeneration came on board to fund the refurbishment of that building. Um, and at the time I joined it as a member and I was really enthusiastic about the concept of it. But I was also, while I live in Tipperary, about 40 minutes ago or away, I was... Um, interested in pursuing my, my search for raw milk at the time. So I had found a source of organic raw milk. Even if I first explained to some people who wouldn't even know what raw milk is. It's basically straight from the cow, it's just cooled 
death. So I was looking for a source of organic raw milk because my son wasn't thriving. And uh, he has special needs. And it was my own journey to try and find good nourishing food for him. And even though, interestingly enough, I studied nutrition, etc., it was a bit of a light bulb moment to actually go back and look for real food again. Um, but in any case, I had it, it made sense to me to drive to Limerick, to this farm, collect this milk, go to this urban cooperative, collect other foods, and then I was able to get my source my food. Um, I will say there were plenty of comments from the husband saying, what's this about food miles? <laughs> but at the same time, um, you know, it, it was the start of something quite interesting. And uh, Can you explain, I suppose, the benefits that you saw when you started to incorporate in probiotics such as raw milk into your Well, again, it was... Um, all down to I, gut health. It was all down to gut health. Now, my son has Down syndrome, and uh, with Down syndrome, he would have had uh, problems with glue ear, and so it would have affected his speech. Now, Down syndrome provides its own problems. The, you know, I've been told very early on, they're going to have digestive problems, they're going to have hearing problems, speech problems, etc. So you're given the list of all the problems you're going to be facing for the rest of your life, you know? Um, but the teacher in me, the, the nutritionist in me, the, all of that, I was constantly looking at other conditions. So at the time, life led me to um, a book called Gut and Psychology Syndrome by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. And in this book, I read about glue ear. And, I went, Actually, and she spoke about gut flora. And it was my first introduction to gut flora and the idea of what, but they had such an influence. And my first question was, how come I haven't learned about this before? Um, yes, I was taught how to make yogurt. Yes, I was taught how to make wine in college, things like that, uh, because I, I studied, uh, I originally trained as a home economics teacher. Um, but the idea of like, uh, foods like sauerkraut and uh, kombucha, kimchi, raw milk, all of those would have been totally on the periphery of my consciousness. And uh, raw milk was like a food to be shunned. You know, I grew up on a farm. We had dairy cows. We, we did drink milk from the tank when we were children, but I do remember that, transi that, that transition over to pasteurized and being quite happy to do that because that was what we did you know that was progress that was trendy that was the information that was passed down it was the, yeah, healthier it was healthier yeah so so we were that generation that moved away from the raw to the processed and so so for me to come back to this realization that actually the answer to my problems were actually going back to the original food it was a bit of a mind journey but when you're motivated with a sick child you will do it you will do it you will make that journey you won't mind you might do it for yourself but you will do it for your child and uh, so I was motivated to to to, to go there but um, but at the same time I was also motivated by you know I was teaching about her work and I, I used to do cooking classes working in a 
community resource center in Tipperary Town. And I realizing that a lot of the families I was working with, they all had problems with their kids, like constipation and sleeping problems, ADHD and autism. And I was thinking, there's something really wrong here with the diet. And uh, so I started to teach people about different methods. And uh, so as time went on, yeah, there was a combination of factors that obviously coming to a place like Limerick Community Grocery at the time, it was meeting my needs in a way, but um, it also led us on this journey where I, through Dr. Natasha Campbell-McBride's work, I heard about an organization called the Western Christ Foundation, which I know you've spoken about yourself and you found out about it recently. And for me, as a nutrition organization, I went, this exactly is what I need to hear. Because even though I had gone to college and learned about public health nutrition, and um, I had you know, learned the expert's view, it never sat right with me. And when I came across the Western Price Foundation where they talked about traditional food, and how traditional culture were actually healthy because they're eating traditional food. So they were asking a simple question. Why were traditional cultures healthy? As opposed to the question we were asking as so-called nutrition experts is why are people sick? It was a simple concept and I went, ta-da. You dropped. The penny dropped. And I went, actually, we're feeding ourselves, but we're not nourishing ourselves. And I also realized that actually, as the source of our food, the people who are producing our food don't even realize how beneficial the food is. Because the farmers were actually producing this food and sending it away from their farms and buying in a processed poor version of it, like we were as, as farmers. Well, what you're doing now in the likes of the urban population, you're building a community of people with the likes of farmers and the projects that they can deliver to you. People mm. are coming in, making them extremely homely. It's, as, as we're sitting here right now, we can see the different individuals that come in looking for help, looking for an improvement mm. on their life. Yeah, I did realize that like the importance of sticking with this project because I, I realized over time that actually our farmers needed to have the confidence to keep growing. Because a lot of them were falling, falling out of the, the business. Um, and there's a lot of forces that are causing that to happen. But Ultimately, I thought, if we don't protect these farmers, we won't have the food when we want it. You know, okay, I was very glad to be able to get the raw milk when, I, when the penny did drop for me. But if people, it takes time for the penny to drop with other people. And we needed to protect these farmers in the meantime until people had got it. And that was the driving force, really, that kept me involved, being perfectly honest. Um, I did also think, actually, this is a potential to create employment for our son. Um, so there's a lot of other motivating factors, but ultimately it was about building this community. Um, and as, as, as circumstances would have it, uh, you know, including a pandemic, it was a case of just get in there, roll up your sleeves and do it. You know, if we need, we need to do the hard work. So um, to, to this day now, we now have a situation where we're in a premises, which is our third premises. It has grown from originally 19 members. It now is over two and a half thousand members. Uh, it's open seven days. 
and uh, it's built this community of people who are interested in their health, they're interested in supporting their local farmers. Farmers are interested in being involved here, but it has turned into this sustainable food system, which is all trendy now, but actually it's really the way to be. Yeah, it's what we actually used to do. It's we used, we used to eat local, we used to eat fresh, mm. we used to eat single ingredient foods. Mm. Processed foods were difficult to get. They were labeled as a treat. And as a result of that, now we've gone the total opposite then. In fact, yeah. this is a treat now. Well, yeah, this is a treat, but this is also, there'd be a point where, I suppose a few years ago, people would have thought, oh gosh, they're all hippies, you know, an alternative. But ultimately what we wanted to do was kind of create an environment that was just normal. It was normal to us because we wanted, like I would find now at this stage of my life, I find supermarkets extremely toxic environments for me, and very overwhelming very uh you know i find it very hard to find good food and it's it's hard work and yet at the same time a few years ago i would as a teacher have been bringing classes into the supermarket to educate them about what to eat and i look back and i think i was teaching them how to read labels i wasn't teaching them about food i was teaching them to do maths how to calories i wasn't teaching them about food. you know Whereas, there, whereas now my, mind, my mindset is so completely different. So what we really need to do is connect people to the source of their knowledge. Connect them to their knowledge. That's We were touching on that just as well before we recorded the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I said, gut health, connecting our microorganisms are so important. Feed it the right type of fuel to literally naturally improve your mood, like it's 90% of your serotonin, mm-hmm. your happy hormone. It's producing your gut. Yeah. Relate it back to you. Good food, good mood. That's exactly it single ingredient foods you were teaching people about how to read labels the ingredients on carrots one carrots. yeah well Leaf. you can see what yeah it is. We'll see what's in it you know and, and actually on a very human level i suppose the pandemic has even taught us how important it is to have that connection you know it's it's while this may have been a bit novel we might have been having to work fairly hard to convince people that this was important. Like the pandemic certainly helped helped us to get to the point where people went, actually, I do get how important this is now. Yeah. Um, if it's your immune system, all of course, issues and most certainly something that people should know going forward, look after. Single mm. green foods, natural pre and pro. Yeah, real food, pre and probiotics. Mm. Which, just to explain again, probiotics are fermented food from sourdough to your kimchi, to your kombuchas, mm. and your raw milk, no and the likes of your prebiotics. Those are your really whole foods, onions, garlic, <laughs> big one, the fruits and mountain chokes. Yeah. Yeah, yak on or something as well. We, like we found that, um, again, the, it, it can be very overwhelming to learn about all this for the first time. Because when you're sick, and often that's when you're motivated to change. But it's a bit of an uphill battle to, to, to learn about what you need to do. And what we felt was important for us was to have it somewhere you could get all the food in the one place. So wouldn't it be great? Like I would have so loved an urban co-op 10 years ago. I would have loved it as a parent. I would have just crawled in here and kissed the ground. You know, because this would have just met what I needed. But I know what that feeling is. And I, I love to see the customers come again. You are what I was looking for. And like your face this morning walking in was a, was a treat. Because you know, you just feel this is what I've been looking for. 
Yeah, no, this, this would and should be something that is in all the largest towns in Ireland, yes. 100%. It yeah. should definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. because that's going to bring health, and health is your wealth yes. going forward. People need to focus on that. Yeah. I have to say, uh, as a social enterprise, because we, this has been growing over the few years, and learning about it as a business going forward, and the form of business it, it is, um, it's really important to, to see, you know, like as, 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 a, as a society, like we have, our health has been, there's a lot of destruction based on the multinational model that have, we've embraced that in Ireland, you know, foreign direct investment, pharmaceutical companies coming in. Yes, they've provided wealth for the country, but it has driven our health downwards. Whereas this is another form of, of business where it's from the ground up. Um, and, but one of the things that we do recognize, our mission is to be a model cooperative. And what we want to do is actually inspire other communities. So it's very hard to inspire something as an idea, but to be a real environment that people can experience seven days a week, that they, they do come here and go, gosh, you know, and it has spawned ideas in other places. So it's lovely. It's, it is very satisfying. But And people need to thrive on that spirit as well. That's actually good for your health as well. The, the concept of hope and inspiration and, and vision. And, um, so, you know, again, comes back to your serotonin and your feeling good hormones. All of that is like, when you feel a sense of purpose and awe, you know, that's good for your health. So just us doing what we're doing makes people feel better. And even I'd love to hear you further expand on what you have on offer here at the likes of the mm. Urban Co-op. You go in from different fruits and vegetables just to expand on what products you do have. And- we do. We have everything. Uh, well, again, we have enough. We, <laughs> what we wanted to do was create, have enough groceries that you could do in your full shop here. Um, we have, a, I have no idea how many products we have, maybe 2,000 lines. But, you know, we fruit, vegetables, meat, milk, eggs, cheese. Uh, we have a range of vegan foods. We have bulk seeds. Uh, we have household cleaning products. We have pet food, uh, organic wine. We have coffee, tea, you know. Um, we have a few crafts, we have like some, a select amount of supplements now uh, and herbal remedies as well. And it is led by what the consumers are looking for, you know. But we're not purist, we do have crisps and chocolate as well, you know. Um, we do believe in having, creating a life for ourselves that, you know, relates to who we are. Yeah, if you're not promoting your diet, you're promoting your lifestyle. Try, yeah, absolutely. And like we, other cooperatives, like say Dublin Food Co-op and uh, the Key Co-op in Cork, like we we have as part of our cooperative principles that we have co-ops, healthy co-ops, and we'd often be in touch with them. Now they would be exclusively vegetarian, whereas we're not. We're we we go from you know carnivore to vegan, um, and meeting people where they're at. Um, but it's I, I feel over the years it's it's really about the human connection. Is really the critical part and finding what's right for you, you know. But also, what's fantastic is having this social engagement, and and it is a community. 
it is a new community. This is a new place to, to meet and be seen and whatever. Ireland is changing, but actually this hits at a level that people can talk to you know, it's, it's so wonderful. You're, we're sitting here in the reception area and you're seeing the customers coming and going and the different profiles, the different age, um, and people feel a sense of belonging, you know, so. Um, you've created that not only with, I suppose, the store, but the likes of all other facilities that you have here as well. You said the listeners a little bit about that. You have four different separate rooms. Yeah, the, one of the reasons that we actually moved here, apart from the fact that it was growing so much, was the fact that it had uh, extra room spaces and we had the plan to do classes like yoga and, uh, and that and the idea that these extra rooms would provide an income stream for us as well. So basically we rent the rooms and to therapists who are registered and have a health focus and they buy the room or the, the room space for the hour or the half day or the day and um, so it has spawned an, an awful lot of new initiatives like so say Pilates, yoga, physiotherapy, occupational therapy, ukulele, um, uh, well mama doulas come in and do hypnobirthing. You know, it's beautiful topics that are related to health and, uh, but it really does support the community operating here. So, and again, therapists interacting with each, with each other and ideas that are spawned and, and that so it, it's fantastic it's fantastic you know so um on say on friday now we have um the body tree is another social social enterprise that is running here and so they run community clinics so you have a walk-in clinic and unlike normal clinics where they're sort of on an individual personal separated level this is in a community setting so there's a whole lot of beds where everyone is being worked on together by a, a team of people uh, you can walk in and it's at a, a low cost it's a basic cost of say 35 euro and you can pay whatever you want after that so it's really about removing the barriers that prevents people being well and we've witnessed some remarkable changes in people it's just it's so encouraging you know, because you don't see people deteriorate, you see people recover all the time. And that kind of, it, it, it really feeds your soul. It's great to do that. And actually encourages them to other people that they meet to join it or continue even do what they have been doing. Mm. I love that. That's building a community. Yeah, do and that. it works. And yeah. like, but how important it is. Like we've constantly been fed negative news. Constantly. Um, and it keeps you in a constant state of anxiety and fear and, and everything. But my general nature, my general and understanding of the type of person I am, it's like whatever way the crowd goes, I, I, I'm also the other way. Actually, if we're being forced down one direction, I want to look the other. What what do we not see? Um, but I would certainly believe in uh, this sense of hope and how do you provide that and how do you harness the potential of people that like they all have such potential everyone has energy and everyone has the potential to heal um and if you create the environment that allows them to they will like it's like nature it's like if you nature will always recover even if you pour concrete over the garden the 
there will be a plant that will break through, you know, and nature is always, we have to keep looking at nature and going, just be a bit, take a bit of humble pie now and sit back and watch this and go, you know. And I, I was saying to you earlier that we were always talking about gut flora, but I said, this place represents gut flora to me. It's about this critical mass of people who come together to exhibit a positive probiotic effect on our community. And, uh, and we just need to nourish it. Build on. Keep it going. Build on it. Build on it. A quote that kind of comes to mind here, the kind of average of the everything that you consume. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you consume positive information, you will never be, be a more positive individual. Mm -hmm. That comes from the foods that you eat, information, or social mm -hmm. media, friends or family members. The average of the people that you're hanging around with have a massive effect on your overall outcome. On oh, absolutely. Life. Absolutely. But, you know, I do find... Again, it's, for me, it's really good to recognize that we happen to be on this earth at this particular time in history, you know, and we have a purpose on this, in this world. And, uh, you know, we're a blip, we're a blip. It's we're only here for are. a short time. We're only here for a short time, but like in, history is very long. But because of social media, we have, we're privy to information all over the world. And, and it's quite destructive. So you have to learn to be strong to go, okay, how much information do we need to consume? And we're forced to consume that information because we're so disconnected. You know, like you're at home in your house and your only connection is your phone. So by actually engaging people and getting people to actually interact, we're not looking at our phones now because we're talking to each other. Granted, <laughs> you know, doing a podcast, which, you know, uh, the irony isn't lost on me, but it's so important that human interaction, you know, stuff from our parents and that took totally for granted. Uh, we really have to foster that. We really do. We really do. You know, now more than ever. And a lot of people get it. And what I like about here, it just provides that safety. And, you know, it's not like the pub where, say, it's limited, like the kids can't go there and like you're, you're drinking and you might remember what that good conversation was the night before. <laughs> um, but, oh, this is a, in a more normal environment. And because it's, so, you know, it's towards food and to find the food regularly, it means you've got that repeatability, you know? It's not like a once-off thing that, you know, I've just bought a bicycle and had a good conversation at the bicycle shop. It's not. It's like you're, you're in every week. So people, they love to come back. And they go, gosh, they remember my name. Mm -hmm. Do you know? I mean, you knew. You, you were surprised. I recognized you when, I walked, when you walked in. <laughs> you know? it was. Actually, yeah, it's, it is. That's a, it is. That's a, you know, and we, I think we try too hard. But oh, people are invariably fascinated. And I look back and I think, how did we get to this point? How did we do it? And but I think, look, if we can do it, anyone can do that. You formed the blueprint. Well, it's not like I have business experience or anything. You know, it's like well, we learned it. We had a, a culture of learning and saying, okay, if we don't know, we'll learn it. That's all. 
And anyone can do that. But if people are inspired to act, they'll do. You know? So um, I, I think a place like the Urban Co-op is really important for society. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly what we need. I think it's exactly what we need. I'm totally biased. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But uh, but it feeds my soul, you know. And no, and many others. And many others. Anybody yeah. that comes in, do you know what I mean? They're coming with their friends. They're coming mm. with their family members. And they're buying that food here from single ingredients. They're going back to the house and they're cooking yeah, for the themselves. Yeah, the impact. The impact is enormous. I I I've no doubt. I've no doubt. Um, and we'll never be able to measure the true impact of this place. But at the same time, it gives you a sense of the power of what community can do. And if as you walked in, you you may have noticed the line that we have said we believe in the power of community. We do. It's it's phenomenal, and uh, we have been so disempowered for so long, you know. So it's really. Uh, we are living in a very interesting time and I guess somewhere like this wouldn't have developed had we not had the use of social media you know uh, social media is beneficial if you're consuming the right things yeah so technology a servant would be one of the mantras of the Western Price Foundation but had we not had benefits of the way our world is so connected I wouldn't have been able to learn about certain things. And uh, if our world wasn't so easy to travel around, I might have. I went to a conference in London. I thought, gosh, this is really interesting. This needs to come back to Ireland, you know. Um, but ultimately, I think, gosh, our, our son is 17 now. And I think, you know, from the moment he was born, where we were told all the negative stuff, I think, gosh, so many positives came out of what wasn't initially in a negative situation, you know, but the, but that concept constantly is in my head, but what are we all capable of, you know, like, can you inspire a community to do great things? But I love, what I think the Urban Co-op has, has this, energy about is that we talk about this with the there is this feeling of it being um, you know they get a sense of that energy this is possible but that's possible gosh you could sell that <laughs> put it in a bottle yeah yeah but but people need that people need that because we've just been hammered down for so long, basically, you know? Um, and uh, so it's lovely. It is lovely to see people blossom out of adversity. Yeah, I suppose that is a good way as any to end mm. this uh, podcast. I know it's was taking up too much of your time, but I just want to say thanks very much, Anne, for uh, having me here and going on to the, like I said, this podcast. Where is the best place for people to reach out to yourself or to connect with the, like, the urban co-op here, basically? Well, look, we are very easy to contact. Uh, we are open seven days. You'll find us one way or another here. Um, yet our contact details are on the website. So it's www.theurbancoop, which is a hyphen between the two goals, dot IE. Like you know, you'll find I'll us. be putting it on the underneath the show notes. <laughs> you'll, so find can us, you'll find us. 
Yeah, look, we um, we love to meet people who have contact from all over the world now, which is really fantastic. What uh, I will say, Coleman, the uh, interesting stage that we're at, we're called the Urban Co-op, was set up legally as a company limited by guarantee. So the idea of actually converting to a true cooperative is something that we're looking at now. And uh, the idea of the 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 whole community being part of this cooperative now and, and like the power of a community to move forward. Uh, it's kind of an exciting stage that we're at. So uh, yeah, watch this space. Yeah, too right. And we always end these podcasts by saying stay tuned, stay classy and keep it organic. All right, this is a quick, I suppose, section that I'm just going to add in here in relation to, I suppose, a Patreon that I have. If you would and like the content that you're currently receiving every week for the last two years, there's an opportunity for you to support the content being produced. Because as of now, I currently do not have any sponsors. So I, for a minimum of five euros, that's literally the equivalent of two cups of coffee or two cups of coffee anywhere in the world in that fact. So in that, you get, I suppose, for your five euro a month, five euro a month is all I am inquiring about. It's the fact that you get a one-to-one nutritional call from myself to deep dive into the likes of your current, I suppose, dietary requirements, whatever you pick i would certainly be getting an improvement on the current situation that you're in in on top of that then you're then joined to a private facebook group with like-minded people that most certainly have fitness goals and are on the organic fitness program but with their workouts and content being put up such as meals and accountability on that page directly if you would like to get involved the patreon link is on my tree link but on my instagram my tiktok and most certainly, there will be links to that on my website. Okay, other than that, here's this week's episode. Hope you enjoy.